You're listening to a core education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Kia ora, ko Rochelle Toku Ingua. My name's Rochelle, and I'm here today with Sarah Te'oni, who is a passionate advocate of children's rights, of Lunar Agency, and is also a facilitator at CORE. Kia ora, Sarah. Kia ora, ngā mihi nui ki I was really interested in a story where you'd mentioned how a teacher responded to aspects that children had brought up to them and had um, asked about. Could you um, expand on that for me, please? With pleasure. So supporting children to develop a point of view is really important, and to do this we need to listen to what's being said and at the same time interpret what they tell us. So in one research project I'm currently on, we're looking at learner agency and well-being. And one of the kayako shared the story about her community, which has very strong views on how children learn, like you need to listen to the teacher and you need to behave. And she found that this um, opinion, this attitude was passed on to her learners. So the research group she followed, and what the little story I'm going to tell you is about, this little group um, are now six years old, and she'd been tracking them since before they started school. So what's really interesting about these learners is that they perceive that we only learn, or children only learn under certain conditions, and their feelings about learning really had an impact on their well-being. So she used, the Kayako used the Grow Waitaha resource, Authentic Learning Student Conversation Toolkit, And she gathered data on how learners feel when they perceive their learning. And they said things like, learning makes me tired, and learning is hard, and we all need to sit at a desk and sit still to learn, and even you're only learning when you wear a school uniform. So if the learners have these perceptions that learning is difficult and tiring, that impacts on their well-being. So this very insightful kayako started asking, What am I going to do or can I do to change these perceptions of learning? Where did they come from, given that these learners have only been at school for a year? And how does this perception of what learning looks like and feels like and sounds like affect their well-being? And she concluded that to move the school forward, she would really have to change the adults' views of learning because that's where this little group of learners' views, for the most part, came from. So I guess my point is, listening to learners and what they tell us should really make a difference to the ways we interact and to to support their learning and our learning. It's a relationship that can't just stop with hearing what children tell us. It has to lead to some action on our part in response to their learning, to their what they say. Has she just started on this realization or she put anything in place in terms of as you say engaging with other adults to change some of that mindset and actually make changes to support what the students are saying? Uh, Yes she has Um, she's the first part of what she did was actually interview the other adults whānau and kayako in her school to ascertain where these attitudes come from and it revealed a a very deeply embedded cultural sort of perception that, well, this is actually how children do learn at school. And so uh, conclusions kind of are leading us all down the path of to actually 
make a real difference to support students' ability to influence their learning environments, i.e. their agency, requires quite a deep level, high level systems change. Absolutely. How has that journey begun? Do you know? Uh, Indications are that it's made people feel very uncomfortable. That makes sense. It's made um, senior leadership. It's an uncomfortable thing when you start listening to what children and young people have to say about how they feel and you Mm. get genuine answers and you want to act on them. It will require action. You know, I remember a few years ago I wrote um, an article called Ask Me If You Really Want to Know What I Think, which I kind of think epitomises our approach to listening to children. We get their lovely little snippets and their gorgeous little comments, and young people as well, gorgeous little comments, but there they sit, and we're not necessarily prepared to take that to the next level, you know, which is going to require a change in the way we design curriculum and the way we look at that whole concept or notion of classroom and the role that adults who always have power when it comes to children and young people because we're bigger than them. Yeah. We have and the vote, we have a lot of power and they don't, you know. Um, so this particular research project, which um, we will be um, publishing from in the very near future, um, revealed some quite interesting power dynamic issues, which start with listening to what children have to tell us, what learners have to tell us, and then translate most effectively if together with these learners you plan how to make the change. So there's that saying, nothing about us without us, and that's definitely one from, you know, children and young people in the child rights movement, nothing about us without us. So, yeah, we describe it often as the pedagogy of listening, but it's much more than listening. Because children's rights to... um, participate in decisions that affect them require us not just to listen, they require us to act. And because the adult world is the world that can influence um, policies and processes, the onus is on us as the duty bearers to support children who are the rights holders. So I guess it's they're big questions and I think probably, you know, provocatively, I would like to suggest that don't just capture the lovely snippet of this is what they said or here's this beautiful picture or here's this little video clip. What are you going to do about it? You know, what can you do about it? You've been listening to a core education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. They're not our culture.